everybody, and welcome back to the Juice Podcast, episode two. Episode two. We have to stop meeting like this. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm gonna make that joke every single time from here on out. You do have uh, a little ounce of like dad, dad joke? humor. Yeah. yeah. No, 100%. Like, did you really expect me to laugh at that? <laughs> I'm setting the bar super low, so one day when I do a really good zinger, you're yeah. like, oh, that was actually funny, and you'll be pleasantly surprised rather than assuming that that's my normal. Yeah, I won't hold my breath, though. Hey, guys. Welcome back. We're here. Yeah. I am Savannah, content creator behind The Juice, which is a blog, Instagram, and now podcast. You're and so popular. So popular, you know, just with all the different... I'm just a content creator. I'm just... Wow. I'm the I'm the epitome of a hyphenated millennial. I'm like content creator slash pastor slash writer. Yeah, like when someone asks like how your juice cleanse is going, you like celebrate the different phases that you're on. Yes. Like, 100%. oh, I love the cleanse phase. Love tiger blood. Only a few people are going to get that. Wow. But yep. whatever. Casting a wide net there. All right. <laughs> And with me, we have my hilarious host. My name is Trent. I am none of those things that you just mm-hmm. listed. I, uh, I just have a passion for pop culture. Uh, it's a pleasure to uh, now be joining the Juice brand and going on this journey together. It's exciting. It's yeah. an exciting ride. Yep. What's what's up? How was your weekend? Dude, it was good. I We're uh, recording this on Tuesday, by the way. Tuesday. So when I ask him about his weekend... That's what I'm referring to. Yeah, absolutely. I It was good. I felt like it was just one of those weekends where it's something every single day, and mm. I just didn't get any rest, man. Now, I feel like an old man saying that, but it's just true. Sometimes you just don't get any sleep, you know? Trying to get on my workout grind again. Oh, that's right. COVID was like- You're probably like eight workouts in now, right? Eight or nine? Okay. I'm yes. legit. That was not a diss. Yes. That was just a- Oh my God, you're a- like eight in now. <laughs> But that's probably what it is, yeah, right? It's, About eight. Uh, yeah, something around that. Yeah, and I. COVID. Are we still passing out and throwing up, or are we passing? Okay, out that was mentioned in confidence. <laughs> um, no, I wasn't. I'm not. We're um, over it. We're over the hump. Yeah, I feel like. I mean, this is not unique to me, but like COVID, I gained a lot of weight, mm. and it was like mm-hmm. DoorDash every meal. COVID nineteen has a different meaning for you. Uh, like freshman. If that 15. was the case, it'd be like COVID thirty. <laughs> Yeah, is is big boy things. You but know? but I've seen you most of those days, so it's gradual. I haven't noticed. You look exactly the same to Thank me. You. Take Thank you. Take that as a compliment. So I will forever be cemented in your mind as a fat guy. Love it. 100%. Oh, it, this thank is, you. Okay, but we're on audio so people can't see. Trent is not fat. Thank you. You're an average size human. Thank you. I wear baggy clothes. It helps. To cover it up. Yeah, and we are working on video. That's something yes. we're working on. It's coming soon. Yeah. We just, we're working on it. We're a hot mess. We are. Um, we're getting there. Um, it's just a matter of finding the right. We want we want the video experience to not just be a minimal mm. video experience. We want it to be a spiritual experience. Wow. You know, we just want it to be creme de la creme. Wow. Have a real five star Michelin status. Yeah. Michelin star. Five star. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a thing. Well, but what about you? You're doing uh, you got you added a new member to your family. I did. I did. Yes. I had a baby in one week. Wow. Just kidding. I had a puppy. You didn't have the puppy. No, I didn't have the puppy. (laughs) (laughs) This is not an X-Files. I got a little puppy, a little mini Cavapoo. So I also have not been sleeping for the past five days. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not allergic to dogs, but it's a new animal in the house. Yeah. And so my eyes are like always red yeah. from the lack of sleep. And the dog, she's nine weeks old. So she, wow. she doesn't sleep through the night yet. Like yeah. to her, 
four hours is a lifetime. And totally. she's like, it's, I'm up, I'm ready. And so that is just my cross to bear in this season. Yeah. Is the puppy yeah. and getting her to sleep through the night. I totally get it. I we have a puppy of our own, oh, and yes, she has separation anxiety, which yep. is when along the line did we start uh, assigning dogs with like human diagnosis? <laughs> like I remember when my I was living with my parents, and my stepmom was like, "Don't get mad at the dog. He has separation anxiety." I'm like, "Did he go to he a suffers therapist from imposter syndrome?" <laughs> yeah, like what? When did this become acceptable for dogs? That uh, that frustrates me. He has ADHD. <laughs> I'm easily triggered. It's the small stuff, and that stuff triggers me. It's but like, it is real. I looked it up for. I'm sure it is for Cavapoos specifically, which is what Fern is. Mm. Uh, separation anxiety because they're highly sociable, and Piper is too. Your what is she? A Pomeranian? She we don't know. She is an anomaly. We She's definitely her. got some palm in her, though. I would say. Oh yes. That fluff didn't come out of nowhere. She's like a cotton ball. Wow. And I I think that those two breeds have social anxiety. Yeah. That's actually my slogan for COVID-19 is that fluff didn't come out of nowhere. <laughs> it was just the day-to-day eating. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank you. So that's what a real joke sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to my master class in how that to tell fluff jokes. Didn't Nowhere. Yeah, thank you. I'm glad that tickled oh, you. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, um, we got a good show for you today. Yeah. Enough about ourselves and our dogs. I could talk about Fern all day long. Yeah, She's the too. light of my life, but I understand that no one else really cares at all. If you'd totally. like to follow her on Instagram, though, you can at Fern oh Carreno. Gosh. Shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. Oh, speaking of shameless plugs, before we jump in, yeah. we got something exciting for you guys. If you leave a review on iTunes, you will receive some really cool, unique... I would say merch. It's not something you wear. It's like something small, but it's a really collector's cool. item. A collector's item. We are doing a batch of one of a kind. We will never uh, make these again. Mm. Really cool um, little decals that you can stick everywhere. Or we're, not, we're we're gonna. Um, I'm not gonna say too much about them yet because they're still yeah. in production. But if you leave a review, we will personally mail you. Please do it. Some of those decals. That's all you have to do is leave a review. Yeah. Just tell us how amazing we are or that we're terrible like you get a decal either way so just yeah. be honest yeah um, but a five, five stars star. please recommend it but like five stars yeah <laughs> um don't forget to leave your instagram handle in your comment though so yeah. that i can reach out or trent can reach out and we can get totally. your address so just before we get started leave a review yeah get a cool decal also too just on the back end of that uh the response to our first episode was overwhelmingly Insane. just supportive and helpful for Everyone that just reached out, yeah. just a huge, huge, huge thank you to everybody. Seriously, but this is done out of passion for both of us. Yes. So to have so many people reach out and just be like, hey, you guys are killing it. Keep it up was just a huge uh, thank you to everybody. It means Seriously. the world. It's the reason that we have an episode, too. Yeah. So Seriously. keep encouraging us if you want if to. There wasn't, if there was anything less than that response, uh, we would have quit. We wouldn't be here. Nope. We are. Uh, we also... Um, I guess we're like our dogs. You know, yeah. we just have a lot of anxiety. We yeah, hundred percent. A lot of, <laughs> of imposter syndrome. My ego can't take any more. Dents. No, no. So we love the validation. Yeah. Thank you so much. Should we just dive in? Yeah. So what are what are we talking about today? All right. Just give you a little uh, run through. We're going to be talking about the Colton Underwood situation. Yep. Uh, we are also talking about um, what was our middle story. We have Colton Underwood. Oh, and then the death of Prince, Prince Philip. Philip. Yeah. Um, and a couple of other celebrity deaths that have recently occurred. And then we're following it with, uh, Trent, you want to tell us the last topic? Shang-Chi. I, I'm i the nerd side of this uh, yes. 50-50 equation, mm-hmm. and I will be serving up some uh, sweet details and a couple other yeah. Marvel details, too. Yes, and I will play devil's advocate in that I don't really pay attention to the Marvel Universe a lot, yeah. like some of our other listeners, I would say. Sure. And I will be asking questions that, 
probably half of our listeners will have. Sure. And it's going to be a fun conversation. Yeah, I mean, that's the appeal. You don't. I don't know anything about The Bachelor. Right. You don't know anything about Marvel. It's a, it's a beautiful We're mix. both growing. It's just, here we are. We're learning. We're growing. We're hearing perspectives. 100%. We're sharing perspectives. We're both so mature. We're so mature. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> Diving in. Let's jump right in. Colton Underwood. Now, I don't watch The Bachelor okay. or Bachelorette religiously. I've seen a couple of seasons. I've entered a few brackets to win prizes before I've lost, humiliatingly. Um, but recently, Colton Underwood came out as gay. Yes. Um, which some of you, if you are a little bit confused, it's because he was on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette as a straight man. Right. And he's recently come out as gay. Now, before we jump into this discussion... Like we did in the last conversation, yep. I want to give a little disclaimer. Love them. I we, love disclaimers. You do love a disclaimer, so this one's for you. Mm. Um, we're not talking about whether or not being gay is your choice or something you think is right or wrong. Not the discussion we're having today. Totally. We are talking about this specific event. A man came out as gay who had previously, uh, quote-unquote, marketed himself and yeah. was I mean, part if of you, the Bachelor franchise. Right. If guy. you are on The Bachelor... Mm -hmm. You are getting uh, droves and hordes of women thrown at right, you. Right, right. It and is so, literally like a, mm -hmm. um, at least in the current format of the show, a heterosexual's dream. Yes, yes. And so it is a bit um, of a shock to everyone. So that's yeah. really what we're talking about is the shock of it all and and the timing of it all. Because um, Colton Underwood has, he was a former professional football player mm. and was on The Bachelor, I believe The Bachelor. Oh, I didn't know that. He was mm -hmm. a football player? Yes. And then he actually, in one of the seasons, um, dated uh, Cassie Randolph. And they dated, I think, 2018 to like 2020 or something. It was like okay. a couple of years. And then they broke up because, I'm not if this is because or after they broke up, but uh, Colton and Cassie were dating for a couple of years. And then Cassie actually filed a restraining order against him because he was harassing her through text, allegedly put a uh, tracking device on her car, showed up at her apartment and was stalking her, allegedly. Obviously, this is not a news yeah. podcast. So those are just some of the things that had come out about him in uh, in the year 2020 were yeah. all of these um, allegations to him that he was um, assaulting or mistreating A Cassie. lot of the stuff surrounding him at the time. Yeah, was uh, derogatory and negative news Very surrounding negative. Colton. And then all of a sudden he comes out as gay, and the timing is interesting. This yeah. is not me negating and saying like he's not totally. really gay. I, I'm just acknowledging it is a little bit peculiar yeah. that... If all of this negative stuff is coming out, was his timing intentional to negate or kind of distract from the bad news, similar totally. to how we saw with Kevin Spacey? Yeah. Not to compare the two. Colton Underwood did not yeah. um, molest not the children. Same. Not the same at all. No, but yeah. the tactic is a little similar. And yeah. we've seen it before in pop culture where yeah. someone who is gay, they choose to come out when there is bad news surrounding them. Totally. It's just something to talk about and acknowledge. Well, I think that... Um because there's been a lot of TV shows or, uh, you know, movies that are surrounding um, like what goes beyond the or goes behind the scenes when it comes to like big business or like Hollywood or like just what's going on in the mix in that world. Mm -hmm. And in some of those TV shows, like you will see the behind the behind closed doors conversations where people are like, oh, this is really bad. Like, hey, you're getting a lot of bad PR right now. What if we did this? So we put like a spin on it or it like takes away from the attention of this thing so it could make everybody focus on this. And um, yeah, just like you said, I don't think, uh, not that I don't think, I know that there is, we don't have anything against anybody who is gay or 
of any right. sexual orientation. I think I have a problem with it when there is someone who is trying to align themselves with a minority, mm-hmm. in this case, the gay community. Sorry, my throat is making the weirdest sound. I hope it's not coming through on the mic, but if it is, I apologize. It wasn't. I just swallowed my gum. So just, <laughs> I just, I feel like I should let everyone know that's what that sound was. <laughs> I was getting really into the discussion. Oh my discussion, gosh. I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to be distracting. <laughs> I just want to call that out. I... Uh, I'll let you know that's the hardest you've ever made me laugh. And it was because <laughs> you suffered some physical From pain. my own demise. <laughs> yes. I just, I wanted you to know that I was listening. And if you listen back and you're like, why does it sound like there's a cat in here? You're like, it's you I are spoke. going through turmoil over there. Like, oh my God, this is it. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. <laughs> I was trying not to choke. And I'm I just, sorry. Anyways, if you hear any oh, sounds, God. it's nothing weird. I'm, I just, I'm so weak. I swear. <laughs> You're like, I'm going towards the light. I'm, I can't. There's a bright light at the end of a tunnel. All due to a piece of like orbit. I just didn't want to cut you off. And what you were saying was going to be so valid. And I was so looking forward to it. But he kept making a weird sound and just, it's over. Oh gosh. Uh, Okay. I'm done. Are you good? Yes. I'm fine. Okay. (laughs) Everyone keep going. Oh my gosh. Anyways, you were saying you hate when someone uh, aligns himself (laughs) with the minority. Yeah. So, um, because now in 2021, I feel like there is a lot more um, stories promoting or highlighting uh, just somebody coming out as gay and celebrating their mm-hmm. sexual orientation or uh, Jojo Siwa. Recently. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. OK. Um, or even like something that I think about. This is this is very different because, um, you know, I think her name's Ellen Page mm-hmm. came out uh, and she yep. transitioned mm-hmm. and that is that has nothing to do with sexuality that's more of her uh, internal identity mm-hmm. which are two very different things but I think that I think all of it kind of encompasses coming to grips with your own identity and yeah. like finding a uh, true identity and I think there's something to be said about that I think I get grossed out and I get frustrated when um, there's somebody who could be potentially, I'm not even saying he's really doing this cause nobody will ever know, right. but when it seems like you're trying to use, uh, this method to maybe skirt or get by some of the negative, uh, allegations against you mm-hmm. and just be like, Hey, look at me. I'm gay. Please celebrate with me. And, and then look past everything. Yeah. Else. And then, mm-hmm. it, and then it becomes like, if somebody was to bring that up, they would be being branded as like being negative or, right. you know, like, Oh, you're just hating on me. And then. Like potentially this is like an extreme case, but like if somebody was talking against him, that would be considered like a hate crime because he's gay. And like that's a very extreme case, too. And not even saying that wouldn't necessarily happen. But I just don't like that. Like Mm -hmm. it's it's very tactical. And you are like aligning yourself with a group of people who have been held down for a long time. So that grosses me out. It's interesting. The timing of it is just interesting. And I would be. Yeah. Very, I'm very interested in what the LGBTQ community has to say. I haven't, I did some research to try and find, I didn't find a whole lot. Um, so if you are a part of the LGBTQ community and you have an opinion about this, would love to hear it. Uh, drop a, a DM or something, would yeah. love your perspective on this because the LGBTQ community is clearly, um, especially with some of the legislation that was recently passed in um, Kansas, I believe. Uh, Arkansas, I'm sorry, Arkansas, and uh, surrounding states with transgender and rights and sporting. So there's yeah. just a lot of stuff that's recently happening um, that that involves and hinders the LGBTQ community. Mm. With all of that happening, having someone align with your community 
in a way that could appear like it was being used as like a PR. Genuine, or like or they're uh, trying to make it appear like it's genuine. Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think our our eyes, especially as young adults, we can smell disingenuity from a mile away. Yeah. And I don't know. There is something about the timing. Again, the, the whether he's gay or not, I don't really care. It's just, yeah, it's not, totally. I'm still going to watch The Bachelor. St- still a fan of the show. It doesn't totally. It doesn't change my mind one way or the other. Yeah. I just think it's interesting that he he chose now. Yeah. And why not why not before and why not later? Yeah. Why not later kind of makes sense if you're if you're gay and you want to come out. I mean, you got Yeah. Sooner's always better. But it why not why not before? And was yeah. or or was his knowing inside in, internally that he was gay a reason that his relationship got so aggressive was it him trying to combat it i mean maybe there's a lot to unpack there th- there is however i do think there's the potential to wade into the waters of like using that as an excuse an excuse yeah that's a good point and i don't at the end of the day no matter what situation and no matter what the context is i don't think if the allegations presented against him were true, I don't think the opposite party deserves that in any way. Like right. if she, if he did harass a certain woman, or I can't even remember the the allegations, whatever they were, and they're in their negativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever he was doing this to doesn't deserve that. Like, yeah, I mean that could be essentially the same thing as me. Like if I'm treating my wife uh, poorly because right. I'm going through some inner turmoil, like she didn't deserve that. It's right. like it it's doesn't a, negate it. Yeah, or entirely. It out. And I think that I think the most real example that we do have currently is like the Kevin Spacey thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it was just so, so like when there is something like this, there is a little bit of ambiguity because we don't know if the allegations were true. We don't know if they weren't true. And then he's choosing this time now. But like with the Kevin Spacey, there was probably the least amount of ambiguity you're ever going to get because it was like, yep. oh, he was on the precipice of dealing with these allegations yeah. right then. Yep. And then he was being questioned about them and mid-interview about the sexual misconduct that was yeah. taking place with him. He was like, oh, by the way, I'm gay. It was like, wait, wait, hold on. Right. Nobody was asking. So Nobody was asking. No, no one was asking at all. And that that was, I think... I can say with like 90% clarity, I mean, 10% being I'm wrong, I guess, but that you were using that as a tactic to avoid the negative mm-hmm. commentary that was being placed on you. Yeah. And I hate that. Yeah. It it, it, it makes me, uh, if I was part of the LGBTQ community, which I am not, but if I was, yeah, and I saw that and sensed that, I would be a little bit upset. Yeah. A little bit, a lot. But I, I can't say because I'm not part of that community. Right. But if I was, I could understand why the LGBTQ community might be like, really? Yeah. You chose now to align yourself with us when you could have aligned yourself with this community and been an advocate for us in your time on the show. Totally. It could have been. And now you're using our community and our minority group to undo your mistakes. Totally. Uh, and also, my question is, and this is all, this is all conjecture like we don't know no, we don't know if it was it just i think enough people were talking about it of being like hmm timing of this yeah. interesting that we i thought we'd talk about it but the other part of it is how do we go forward and hold both of those two things in tandem so how do we acknowledge uh and celebrate uh colton colton coming out and yeah. be kind of establishing his identity and at the same time holding him accountable to the actions he did to cassie yeah how do you hold those two without 
letting them cancel each other out totally. when it comes to the media. Well, and the other thing is too, like I think for me, like one of my biggest bents is like I think finding your true identity is like so important. I this is I don't want this to turn into like an inspirational podcast like wake up early, get a good meal in lemon water. Yeah, exactly. Like not that, but truly like one of my because it's hard to find your own identity, whether right. you are part of the LGBT BTQ community or not finding one's identity through all of life's struggles is difficult. Mm-hmm. It's a difficult thing. So once you do find some of that and you begin the journey to find more of your true identity, it's a celebrated thing. Yeah. But to use that as like a tactic is just, it's, it's low to me. Like mm-hmm. I just don't like that mm-hmm. at all. There were enough other options that yeah. this seems obvious. Well, and the other thing is too, now I'm, now I'm really putting my tinfoil hat on, but like if you, uh, if, if you had notions that you maybe were gay and you, took the job to be on the bachelor were you just exploiting the bachelor or like maybe letting the world continue to think that you were straight to grab a paycheck and then later just know all along that you were going to come out as gay and i'm mm. who's one to say that mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not placing that on him but right. you know you just the, the wheelhouse starts turning mm-hmm. in terms of like all these different theories that could pop up or anything like that. Like, are you were you just exploiting that to get a paycheck and then later come out yeah. as gay? Because once you're on The Bachelor, once you're part of The Bachelor, Bachelorette franchise, like, you're set for life if you make it far enough in this totally. season. You know, what? You know, the first few weeks, sorry, bye. But, like, if you make it far enough into the season, you get, you know, Instagram followers, deals, you know, you're a Revolve girl. Bachelor like in Paradise? Bachelor in Paradise, yeah. yeah. You get, like, you're set. Which is great, by Which the is, way. It's a... Whew. I don't watch like hardly any reality TV, but Bachelor put me on some Bachelor in Paradise, man. It's good. It's like, it's like ice cream. You know, it's so decadent and juicy, and it's like I wouldn't have ice cream every night, but every now and again, man, it hits it's, the spot. It's just what you need. Yeah, it's like a nice dessert. It's you know? just yeah. So it, being on that show, being being in that franchise for long enough, making it far yeah. along, along in the season, it really is your set from yeah. then on out with you know, deals and collaborations and being the spokesperson for things like you are set. Yeah. And so it does beg the question, did he pretend or kind of go along with not coming out until afterwards until, so he could have make a name for himself because coming out as gay is perhaps a bit more, uh, feasible, easy. If you are already wealthy, yeah, famous with an established community. Well, and also too, Gay people do have to have some some practice in uh, at least I, 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 I feel like there is a majority of gay people who have to have some practice in hiding the fact that they're gay. Yeah. Whether it's the fact that they're wrestling with. Yeah. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Whether it's you're a young kid mm-hmm. and you're born into a hyper religious household yeah. or you're going to a school where it's not accepted or whatever. Like I, f- I don't know this. I'm purely speculating. But I feel like if you would talk to a lot of the uh, gay community or LGBTQ community, there is a lot of practice in hiding that. Mm-hmm. So, in again, tinfoil hat. I'm not putting any of this on him, but. You start to think about like, oh, well, I can hide it for a season of The Bachelor. Yeah. I can get famous or get my clout or whatever. And again, I don't have any hard feelings towards this guy. I think I'm speculating based off the timing of this. But yeah, it's just as a weird timing thing. It is. And it all sits within this context of this culture war that has been going on, honestly, forever, but probably since the 70s with some other legislation. But there is this there's this culture war constantly unfortunately between the LGBTQ community and the rest of the world. Yeah. And religion plays a huge role in that too. 
um, dare I say, is an entirely an, a whole role in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And that conflict has been going on for so long. Yeah. And the LGBTQ community fighting up against the people that determine who who gets human rights. Yeah. You know, that that unfortunately, those those two entities have been at odds and fighting. Yeah. In my mind, that's just stupid. Like, <laughs> why are we yeah. fighting for who gets human rights? Anyways, it's a whole different discussion. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm wading into waters where I'm so uneducated. Right, so. but but it is... Uh, so, in undergrad, I studied uh, international humanities. Oh, my God, and you're so smart. <laughs> no, I, I studied this a little bit, and I saw the, the culture war happening that is, in my opinion, unnecessary. Like, mm. it, the fact that the LGBTQ community has to fight that any minority would have to fight for their yeah. human rights seems archaic in 2021 sure. but but here we are and so you have this culture war that's just going on and on and on what was Colton's other option yeah I mean was the other to play devil's advocate here yeah totally I kind of understand why he waited because coming out I mean I have what seven eight nine nine friends that have come out in the last few years wow. as gay and it was hard for guess what every single one of them yeah totally brutal none of them were famous none of them were rich none of them were well off or had an established community or had an influential partnership with revolve like totally. no one was set for life and it was brutal and hard and it was painful even in the best of circumstances yeah. and so in a way i do understand why colton would do what he did sure. if, if he deep down knew that he was gay this whole time which is all again speculation 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 part. but i understand at yeah. the end of the day why he thought oh it's going to be a little bit easier to come out if i've if i'm well off if yeah. i'm part of the or bachelor well known franchise. even yeah and i can yeah. become a beloved first first gay bachelor i mean yeah, yeah, so it yeah. all makes sense and the timing of it all is questionable yeah or is it just coincidental sure we'll never know nope. but i think it's important to explore that other side yep. too of it being at the same time questionable and completely understandable totally and and that's my two cents that's on. how the cookie crumbles and that's how the cookie crumbles that's from uh bruce almighty yes and that's wow how the deep cut man nice what you you picked up on that I'm in. I'm in, I'm in. I'm with it. I'm cool. Oh, you're losing it. You're I'm, losing it. Stop. 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 To our next story, which is the death of Prince Philip. Yes. Um, tragic. I believe he was 99. Yeah. Big time. Uh, not to speak ill of the dead, but he looked like he was 140. Yeah. He didn't look a day over 135. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> God, God bless him. Um, something interesting to talk about because... It's always sad when people die. Like, loss yeah. of life is never to be celebrated. Sure. We enter a an interesting moment because mm. there is there seems to be a, a disagreement on how long you wait after someone's death sure. before you bring up their past. <laughs> and yeah. as John Oliver said, how do you properly grieve someone with a checkered moral history? Totally. And I was like, oh, beautifully said. We, you know, death is the topic we'd rather die than talk about. And here we are talking that about it. a Savannah Carreno original? That's an original. Is that trademarked? Tweet it. <laughs> Subtweet. Tag me. Tag me. <laughs> uh, but it's true. Like, we are so bad. The Western world is so bad at talking about death. Yeah. We're just, we're awkward about it. We want it to be over with. 
especially honestly especially in the religious space like people are like oh sure. so and so died uh, okay uh, i pray for you bye like honestly i make jokes when people die and it's yeah. not it it's just it's seriously just a coping mechanism do you want to hear something terrible yeah um, please always i i made, always i want to hear something horrible i made countless jokes at my mom's funeral wow in october like months ago and you know what she would probably would have grounded me for it and it made me feel closer to it. Is that why you did it? That's why I did it. What? I was like, she's not here to ground me. So Wow, but that is dark. <laughs> it's like but there's I use humor to deflect yeah, me from too. being emotional. As oh, I'm yeah. sure a lot of people do. Um and I also like I love my mom to death, literally. And um she <laughs> Come on, man. She's just <laughs> making everyone uncomfortable. No, I like made jokes at my mom's funeral because it's my mom was funny. I'm funny. I'm hilarious. She's hilarious. Yeah. Just two gals having a good time. One of yeah. us talking more than the other. Um, and so it was just a fun time uh, making jokes at my mom's funeral. What a great quote. Yeah. You can pull that. Yeah. But all that, to, all that to say. That sounds like a one-woman play. Like, jokes yeah. at my mom's funeral. <laughs> of course. Who's what's What role does my mom have? She's what? not going to have any lines. <laughs> oh my, my, mom, my mom is going to come back. From the dead. Oh, God. And wring my neck. Yeah, please spare me. Honestly, all of this. understandable. Uh, <laughs> um, if you know me, if you know my family, we have a very, very dark sense of humor, of yeah, which I too. will slowly reveal on this show. This was just the tip of the yeah. iceberg. Uh, I, my family doesn't, but I definitely do. Yeah. I don't know where it came from. I'm not proud of it. It's not something I like to flaunt, but oh, it slips out every now and then. Yeah. I try and I try and ease into it. So episode two, jokes about my mom, even though she died six that months That should be ago. the title of this episode. <laughs> jokes about my dead mom. <laughs> jokes about my dead mom. <laughs> my mom, this will be my mom's response. Savannah Ray, that is so inappropriate. Wow. That is so inappropriate. And I would be like, yeah. Yep. Anyways. That was really good. You should go into voice acting. <laughs> you don't know what my mom sounds like. I don't know. That was just a really good, like, southern accent. <laughs> that was so good. Yeah, it felt like Has I was, like. never met my mom. It felt like I was in, like, a uh, like a commercial really yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. No, that is that is what she sounds like. Mm. Anyway, so Prince Philip died, yeah. and it does beg the question, how, how long do we wait, and do we need to? Do we? It goes back to kind of our previous discussion yeah. we were having with Colton Underwood. How do you tan- how do you hold two two aspects of someone's life in tandem? How do you hold yeah. the, the mourning of a loss of life, which is always never a good thing, always sad. Yeah. At the same time, when are we going to address his checkered moral past? Um, and if you watch The Crown, like there's just yeah. we don't need to go into it right now. But he does have a checkered moral past sure. that is hopeful. My fear is that. With death, when someone dies, so does their past. Sure. And everything gets swept under the rug. Yeah, that's, that's your hope? No, that's that's my fear. Is oh, uh, I hope that, that doesn't happen. Sorry. I hope that that when someone dies, we all we don't just let their past got die it. with them when there is still either justice to be served, conversations to be had, yeah. things to change, etc. Well, I think there's in my personal opinion, there's like it's so it's so unclear because um, I think as society, I feel like I'm like an incel right now. Like we live in a society. Society. Like, yeah, um, but like we do live in a society where like some some uh, sins or wrongs are greater than others. Mm-hmm. So like uh, the the person that comes to mind is just Michael Jackson. You know, yeah. like yes. they even after like years after death, I think it was like what ten years or something like that. Mm-hmm. They came out with documentary like. A documentary talking about, uh, you know, all the things that he had done against little kids and stuff like that. And there's really two crowds of people. Like, there's people who watched and consumed that documentary and were like, oh, my gosh, never listening to Michael Jackson again. 
Uh, and then there's people who are like, why are you slandering him? He's been dead for 10 years. I will always hold Michael Jackson in this really high regard. You know, you fall right. on two sides of the coin. Yeah. And um, I think that with that, you know, did Prince Philip do things that really made people hate him? Or like, did he, did he do some of those things that are like in the list of a lot of people's unforgivables? Like, did you have uh, inappropriate sexual relationships with underage kids? Did you like manipulate and groom them or whatever, mm -hmm. allegedly against Michael Jackson, like he did? Um, or did you like, did you treat a woman that everybody universally loved, Princess Diana, did you treat her poorly, right? Like, didn't he, wasn't that like a big thing? He, that was uh, Charles, her husband. Oh, God. I have no interest in the royal family, so I'm just grasping at uh, straws. Well, here. and I watched The Crown, and if you don't watch The Crown, beautiful show. Um, oh, my God. So beautiful. So be you haven't watched it, have you? No, I haven't. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Well, I'll explain okay, just do a it. little bit. Yeah, Prince Philip married to Queen Elizabeth. We love the Queen, love her. Would not to be dramatic, but I would die for the Queen, and I. Wait, why? She's just fabulous. She have you if you, Queen Elizabeth? Yeah. Was it in like the whole like talks with like Oprah? Wasn't there like talks about her being like, hey, we're gonna judge Meghan and Harry's kid based off of how brown no, she no, is? No, 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 no. Remember they made it very clear. They said we want everyone to know that it was not uh, Queen it. Elizabeth that made that statement. Okay. And they call her Gran and they're all in like good relationship with her. Okay. Um they they talk to her regularly. Sure. Like I text Megan and like she told me this or something. But yeah. <laughs> they they're they're on very good terms with Queen. Like it's the Queen. And so yeah. they're on really good terms with her. Anyways, Prince Philip in his history has not always been an upstanding gentleman. Got it. Um, there are uh, allegations. I'm going to say allegations because I, while I've looked at some articles and read and, and know some of the story, I'm not a history buff. Sure. But there was some infidelity, Got some it. rumors of him being with other women, and you just like, you don't do that to Queen Elizabeth. I'm like, she's trying to run the country and you're over here gallivanting the city. Like, I'm just kind of like, yeah. eh. And so, it, at the end of the day, we're at this... Similar to Michael Jackson, where you can mourn somebody and say, wow, I'm really going to miss their life. Yeah. Them dying is a loss yeah. that is worth acknowledging and lamenting. Yeah. And then at the same time, how do you make sure that uh, mourning them doesn't come across as celebrating their actions? Because yeah. when you mourn... <laughs> Were you going to sneeze? No, I had a cough. Oh, okay. Did you swallow your gum too? I... Didn't because I'm not four years old. Cool, cool, cool. cool, cool. <laughs> but um, Michael Jackson with with mourning of Michael Jackson's life. At the same time, all of the families of those little kids that were yeah. taken advantage of, how do they feel totally. when they see a whole country, a whole the whole world celebrating this man that ruined their child's life? Yeah. Yeah, that is also a conversation. Yeah. And how do you do both? Is well, is there a a, a standard amount of time that you mourn before sure. you start bringing up the past? Well, I don't... That's the thing, too, is, like, I don't think there's a protocol for any of this. So, yeah. like, it, it's all on the table. Um, the other thing is, too, like, I said this in the last episode about opinions, but, mm -hmm. like, if you if you took somebody after they died and put a slideshow together of, like, all the good and bad that they've done, it's going to come up somewhere around 50-50, hopefully. Like, yeah. you know, we're all super imperfect humans. Right. And, you know, I've learned this, too, about working in, like, a big... Uh, a big church like when certain people go like if you poll 100 people 50 people are going to say they love that person and 50 people are going to say they hate that person and they're mm. so excited they're leaving and so um 
obviously the numbers are going to go up and down depending on, uh, like I said, how egregious those wrongs right. were. But with Prince Philip, I'm sure he did a bunch of wrong things. I don't know any of them because I'm not connected to the royal family whatsoever. But like, I think there's room for both. Just mm-hmm. like you said, like I feel you're a public figure. So yeah. if you are a public figure, you are putting yourself out there to be criticized yeah. and judged. Yeah. And at the same time, there are people who love you. Piers Morgan is one of them. Will righteously defend the royal family to a fault. So right. much so he'll quit his job because he will not be a part of negative conversations. Right. So I think there, I think there is room for both. I think the thing is too that I, I think the conversation leads towards the place of like separating, um, in a similar but different way, like the artist from their actions. And the biggest personality I think of is like Kanye West. Uh, this is like. an adjacent conversation not the same as prince philip but like everybody's like hey how can you like kanye and his music even after all the things that he's done and like after all the things he said and how crazy he is and it's like he produces good music right and like i i am a huge huge kanye fan and his catalog of music is some of the best of all time like the man is a genius when it comes to music and mixing and layering uh like voice technique throughout his music he is brilliant but yes, he is crazy sometimes, yeah. and he has mental breakdowns that cause a lot of division and confusion. And like, uh, this was a huge fear of mine when he came out, like with his Christian album, is like, okay, now you're all Christian, and you're setting a precedent that like that you follow God and all of your music's about God now and about being selfless and all that. And then, whenever I'm hoping you won't, but most likely you're going to have another manic episode to yeah. where like you are talking crazy again and bringing about nonsense. Yeah. And it's just like, it, those are both, you produce good things, but you also produce bad things as well. Yeah. It's like Chris Brown. Oh yeah. Wow. That's who was, I think whose actions were a little bit more egregious. Yeah. Um, with, uh, abuse and, uh, domestic yeah. violence and then at the same time was huge in like the early 2000s yeah. and so and is making a comeback yeah and so it's it is there is it okay to s- separate the artist from the art and at what point i've yeah. had this conversation with other people too like at what point is is too much too much for you so yeah. like um with brands too i have a friend who doesn't shop at lululemon mm. because of the body shaming uh stuff that their ceo said well oh, now, they, now they've got they said an, some body shaming stuff yeah and it's just really inappropriate things that i'm not gonna list on here but they were just a harmful toxic things okay. that their ceo obviously a dude had said they have since then gotten a new ceo and she now does shop at lululemon but like for me i never stopped because i was just kind of like i didn't i either didn't hear about it or it if you dig deep enough into any organization you're going yeah. to see someone does something wrong that you don't approve of totally um there are some organizations and restaurants that d and i uh, my husband don't frequent because of certain things that they support and so so there are um or that that, you know their corporation has said or things that they have positions they've taken yeah and that will be like okay though for us that's worth it for us to um it's worth not having what they have to offer me whether that's their food their product their album etc like d won't listen to michael jackson oh he won't listen to him um just i'm not a huge i it's not like it's an intentional choice i'm just not a huge fan of him it's beyond our generation i think our parents were probably the ones that would like that really love michael it was big for them not as huge for us i mean obviously there are hits but 
yeah, he won't listen. Anytime it's on, he'll change it or he'll bring it up and be like, anyways, he'll just. Honestly, you want to know a really dark thought that I had is like, this is while all this was happening was one of my favorite songs. Like probably the only song that I'm like, oh, I love that song is Pretty Young Thing. And I'm like, oh, no. Yikes. That gives a whole, this is a, under a whole new context yep. now. Like. Yep. No. Yeah, and if you listen to the lyrics of like some of those songs from that era, like sure, awful. Yeah, awful. Yeah, man. So it yeah, it is a discussion. I don't think we're gonna figure it out in this podcast, but there is. I think there is something to be said about how do we mourn someone's life and at the same time not celebrate their actions or sweep them under the rug once they die. Yeah, because child molestation. From a hu- like from Michael Jackson. I mean, that's that. I wish that that had been brought up. Yeah. Sooner after yeah. his death. I mean, the fact that it took ten years to get a doc out about it yeah. to raise awareness for that is sad. Well, and even like there's a there's a level of conversation like if it like if it had come out sooner, would he have reached or attained the level of fame that he had? And then also too like once you reach a level of fame. It almost gives you like a suit of armor. Right. Like there, no matter what, You'll if you are famous. big enough, there will be people who will defend you. Yep. Like there are still people today who are, who love Michael Jackson. Yeah. Despite all of the things that he's done, yeah. and like the, there have been no allegations against Kanye, who's done any like molestation, anything. So right. Right. Th- there's like a dividing line there, but like universally, child molestation is like on the on almost everyone's list of like I will not support that. I will not engage with right. that or anything. And Ask anyone, and they're going to say, I hate Kevin Spacey. Ask anyone, and they'll probably say, I love Michael Jackson. Yeah, or at least some people will. I think more people would yeah, say. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Because there's, there, I guess, in, I guess the way I perceive it is like they're holding out in their mind that to not be true. Or they're just like, we don't know for sure. They're kind of living in that. They're, tr- they're choosing to remain in mm-hmm. like, well, we don't know, like the ambiguity. Yeah, ign- ignorance is bliss. Sure. And I think you're right. Like uh, Michael Jackson reached a level of fame that he uh, built himself like a wall yeah nothing like a defense. could get past that yeah and he was not going to be anything less than a mega yeah. famous superstar well and his, like the whole thing life. with him being black and then getting cosmetic surgery to m- make him white like he was so he was just an enigma like an yeah. anomaly like the, like his story was so interesting like there was just so much surrounding him and i don't feel like there was as much like uh invasive uh media coverage into artist life right. so like it we was almost out. like he was built to succeed mm-hmm. and then he has these horrible things coming against him because they are horrible right um but yeah it's just weird it's an interesting, yeah, and like Kevin Spacey, just I don't think is that yeah. level of fame. Yeah, like he's not Michael Jackson. No, he's and not. And so he's getting. And more he heat. actually chose to. Re- he his whole thing was like I'm choosing to remain out of the public eye. That was oh, an intentional right. thing yes. from him. I wonder where he is right now. I don't know. Caymans. I have no idea. Hiding. Hiding. Yeah. Interesting. Not to uh, not to associate this with this last conversation, but DMX also died. Yes. And that's horribly tragic. Yeah. I I'm a huge hip hop fan. Huge, huge hip hop. I am. Fan. I'm. I've been listening to hip hop probably for the last five or six years. So DMX wasn't. Yeah. He was big in the nineties. I yeah. was three at the time. Yeah. I and honestly, that's a good thing to point out. I'm a huge hip hop fan, but I wasn't a big like I haven't invested a lot of time into his catalog of music. Right. I don't know right. a ton of his. I think he's probably with like Outcast and some of the sure. other. Outcast is great. Yeah. Love yeah. Outcast. It's not, but they but they also were like really big in the nineties. Yeah. I think. Or is yeah. that too late? Were they eighties? 
Who, Outcast? No, I think it was 90s. 90s? Okay, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So they're probably around the same, a little bit before my time, but still, yeah. everyone, like, I know who DMX is. Sure. And um, I actually even knew that it stood for Darkman X. Yeah. But I also have heard before that it stood for the instrument that he started using, yeah. DMX something. Yeah, I read that. I, I had heard, someone told me that, and I was like, oh, yeah. that's cool, I wonder the reason, but... Uh, two things I wanted to bring up about him uh, that I just feel like really struck me. Like, obviously, this man was huge in the hip hop community. Yeah. Uh, he was really like I like I said, he was really big in the '90s. And the song "Party Up," like that, is yeah. probably one of the most recognizable songs. Yep. You hear the first maybe half second of that song, you already know what it is. Yeah. Like it was in a ton of '90s movies. So he was in so hardball. many montages. Yeah, man, so good. Um, you think I could insert a little? I'm not going to be able to insert a clip. No, we're we'll going to get, get demonetized. Yeah, I was going to say we'll get. Uh, and we're in this for the money, so we are all yeah, the money. I can't add it. Sorry. Our, our billions. Just go YouTube it. As we're like budgeting out new equipment <laughs> that we like, want to buy, we're like, like oh swear. my gosh, that's so much money. I'm sweating over like a fifty dollar <laughs> purchase. Um, Anyways, so two things I wanted to bring up about him that I felt like struck me um, is it seemed like all of the consensus and all the reading that I was doing about DMX was like he had such an, a hard upbringing yeah. that he couldn't ever get it together. And I read that uh, DMX avoided a maximum jail term for tax fraud when his lawyer played the song Slippin' for the judge in order to show how hard of a life he had. You're so kidding. the sl- the song uh, Slippin' is just like, the I can't remember how the chorus goes off the top of my head, but it basically it's just like, I... I can't get on my feet. Like I have to get on my feet, but I can't, I keep slipping. I'm, I can't get on my feet. And just talking about how like, uh, his dad left. Um, he DMX got addicted to Coke at 14. He has 15 kids. He's been in like 20 different, uh, altercations with the law over the last like couple of years before he had passed. And it just was like a textbook case of just like, Oh, I'm, like my origins were so difficult. Mm-hmm. I can't, I, I'm just, whether it's self-destruction yeah. or I can't catch a break, like there's nothing I can do to get on my feet. And probably the second one that just like got, like it choked me up, um, was he, there's a, I guess there was a, um, like a popular meme that went around in like the, uh, like, I think it was like the two thousands or something like that. And it's of him crying. Like, have you seen the Michael Jordan crying meme? Yeah. Where he's just like, it looks like the tears. Yeah, exactly. I guess there was another popular meme of DMX, uh, crying. And the origin of that clip is he's on a a VH one show. I think he was on a show called couples therapy. And it's, uh, it's when he was sharing that his mom never once said that he, that she loved him. And I was wow. like, Oh my gosh. Like that's insane. Like, is again, not to go into like, Hey, welcome to our therapy podcast. Right. <laughs> but like there, like I have issues with my mom, you know? Sure. And like knowing firsthand that going without a mother's love really like there are just triggers and pitfalls. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. it, there are deficient, there are real tangible deficiencies that you face and you think of these you think of all celebrities as like these yeah. untouchable impermeable figures that have it all going on that they have bunches and bunches of money cuz they have a couple popular songs or whatever but this dude is the perfect example of like oh i never got certain foundational things as a kid yes. and i could never get my life together set him up to fail, to fail. basically yeah the, the conversation being here that 
we still live in a country yeah where some people based on circumstances out of their control yeah have their future determined for them yeah and that to me again is archaic i yeah. don't understand i do understand i'm i'm yeah. just i understand how we got here um it's it is just really sad as i was researching dmx's past and being like oh yeah i remember he he did this song and this song but like who yeah. is he what was his past i mean i wasn't even born yet when he was kind of coming onto the scene yeah and his childhood had me in tears yeah. reading it and just thinking that this kid who got drunk on vodka yeah. at like 10 years old or something or 8 years old i mean you just his aunt like got him drunk on vodka and he yeah. got sent off to homes and his mom tricked him into getting into the into a, yeah. a, a, a house a child home to get rid of him it's just how we live in a country where that is still happening yeah and even someone like dmx who is one of the most influential hip-hop artists of our time still could was slipping like still couldn't get on his feet because of the infrastructure economic societal educational communal infrastructure of our world of our country i should say kept him from doing that and how unfair and i think there is a conversation there that we're that we are very much having now in in 2020 and 2021 with everything happening um with uh, BLM and, and yeah. uh, basically 100%. basically a civil rights movement round 372 yeah um, and it just kind of being like when is it going to stick when is it going to stick yeah. and it's just it's yeah. something that I don't have the answer for but my heart breaks and I'm I, I am Truly. never not flabbergasted yeah at stories like this totally. of like how how do we live in a world where this happens there's a quote from him in that article where he's talking about it and he says, uh, you know what? I think a lot of people lose the sight of the fact that no matter how strong you are as a man and no matter how tough you are, we all need to be somebody's baby. Oh, I know. oh that really is going to get me. I uh, dude, I know it's supposed to be like a light fun podcast, but I'm just like, oh. dude, this guy is like, this dude was like in the streets and yeah. like he's hard as nails. And like in his songs, he talks about like all of the things that come along with being a part of that lifestyle. And yet like, in a in a moment of vulnerability, he's like, "No, I still need to be someone's baby." I'm like, oh my god, dude! Like that to me is just yeah. Uh, my my the question I always like to ask with these kind of things is, what does this when we talk about pop culture? Yeah. The question is, what are we learning about our world yeah. and our culture based on these moments? And I, I think know. something we're learning from this is we have a lot of work to do. And the the war has just begun. Yeah. I mean, the the we've we haven't broken ground. Yeah. On well, societal and, structures that need to change. Yeah, and honestly, like for me, like I think that uh, it's it, like I, all of what you're saying is absolutely true. I think for me, what happens is like m- it makes me think like inwardly about like what what's going on in my life, and mm-hmm. like both of us are real true believers in Jesus, and you know the message of hope that comes with like redeeming. And, but my humanity comes out when I see stuff like this, where I'm just like, oh, like this dude could never get over certain Mm -hmm. demons that Mm -hmm. he was facing. And like, like I said, for me, like I'm facing 
similar issues like that and like I don't want to be held up with those for all of my life you know right. like that like by no means am I addicted to cocaine or like getting drunk all the time or like I have I don't have 15 kids praise god um <laughs> but at the same time like even though those were the issues that he was like facing that were public like mentally internally the strife that he was dealing with, like mm-hmm. that is so real. And that's yeah. like, that is simply because there's a foundational part of his childhood that was missing. Right. Like, so, and this dude could never get it together to now where he died at what, like 50 or something like yeah, that? Yeah, pretty young. Yeah, I'm going to look it up. Yeah, really see how old he was. But yeah, it just goes to show what, what else has to be done. Um, the fact that he was homeless. Yeah, he's 50. 50. Homeless as a kid, that, and we we have homeless kids on the street today. Yeah. Um. And by the way, uh, if you don't know this, if you see a child on the streets or asking for money during school hours, you are to call either social services because they yeah. should legally be enrolled in school. Um. You can. Dang, you're a narc. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> if I see a kid, oh, I have done that before, where I saw a kid being used uh, to panhandle and get money and then bring oh, it back wow. to an adult. And they brought the kid out to like lure money in. And I was going to call social services, but someone already had. um, And you could tell that they had been abused. And um, tragic, man. Yeah, it's tragic. And it's just the fact that's just if you ever see that, please call social services. Kids should never be on the streets using for like they should be in in a home or at school. And yeah, it just is something that I think kids, him being a child that, that basically didn't have a mom. I mean, he did biologically, but he didn't. Yeah. Didn't have a mothering figure in his life. Uh, Didn't have a safe home. He didn't have a dad either. Didn't have a dad. So basically an orphan, living on his own, being homeless as a kid. That is, I don't see, I don't see how it's gotten better since the 90s. It, to me, I see it all the time. Kids that are homeless and struggling, suffering from poverty. And I just think, how have we not fixed that already? Why is that still a problem? I mean, the world, it's a broken place. I think it's just, honestly, it's an anomaly that he became famous. Yeah. That he, like, garnered enough momentum to reach into the mainstream, you know? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, obviously, he has a unique perspective and voice to bring to the table, so that's appreciated. Yeah. But it's just amazing to me that, like, with all those uh, barriers and, like, pitfalls that, like, oh, you you made it, man. Like, yeah. you made it. And, like, honestly. But did he? I, I mean, you know? in the long term, no, but. In his catalog of music, he is honestly. I would argue that "Party Up" is one of the most recognizable uh, songs of the '90s. Yeah. It w- honestly, like th- you would be mistaken to not put that as top ten in the '90s. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Wow, we got we got heavy. We this got is heavy. supposed to be light <laughs> and fun. It's say, heavy. Before we move on to our final topic, sure. I just want to say if you. I can't I can't stress this enough. Like invest in your community yeah. centers in your in your area because yeah. community centers especially in areas like the projects and uh with lower income households that is a huge gap and a huge need in America today is there is not enough funds being allocated sure. to after school programs in communities uh, of minority of minority dem- yeah. demographics, and so if you can invest in your community centers, your YMCA's, your all your uh, boys and girls clubs, please invest where you can. Give what you can because those centers are going to keep 
give kids a place where they can have after school activities. Sure. And, and I know that that is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of problems. But if it keep those community centers, sometimes are the only things yeah. keeping kids off the street. Yeah. And if you can invest what you can into that, that can make a. Yeah. If we all gave five bucks to a local community center for after school programs for kids. Sure. That could really be something. Yeah, and so 100%. just a way to, I'll, you know, if I'm talking about something, if we're talking about an, an issue like this, I think it's important to end with a way that we can help. Totally. And I think that's a huge way to help uh, kids because homeless kids, um, homeless youth, especially and homeless um, LGBTQ are some of the highest demographics for our home, for the homeless in America. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. The homeless demographic in America is made up surprisingly by a large number of LGBTQ and youth. That's sad. Yeah. So if you can give to your local community centers yeah. and LGBTQ centers, that would be amazing. Yeah. Should we end on a something a little light <laughs> a little and breezy? <laughs> I don't know. If I we do can feel transition. like in terms of like if you put everything on a graph, it's like, <laughs> hey, everybody, welcome to the podcast. We're just going to be light and fun. Oh, my gosh. I have issues with my mother. <laughs> Party up. Also, I made jokes at my mom's funeral. Yeah, Anyways, exactly. so the new Both Marvel of us are. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us have uh, serious issues. We're very messed up in the head. Yeah. Hey, we are working on it, though. I'm not, but you are. Wow. Uh, I'm not working, working on, on it. it. You're working on it. Give yourself <sighs> some credit. Yeah. 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 I'll start today. Do it, man. I start working on myself today. Do it. I started therapy, actually, a few months ago. Dude, nice. Never looking back. Hey. Honestly, Meredith is no. a lifesaver. If she's listening to this, I hope she's not. Hey, but Meredith, shout out Meredith. Coming I have to. Okay, so before we go into, first of all, I sorry, I'm jumping ahead of myself. I do want to say I'm sarcastic a lot, but sincerely, congratulations. Thank you. That's a, a big, big deal. deal. It's yeah, a big deal. seriously. And to anybody who's listening, go to therapy. I don't care who you are, do it. what you've experienced. Go to therapy, man. You can only get better. Yep. For real. It rocks. It rocks. I, I if if anything. Shout out Lori. That's my that's my <laughs> therapist's name. We just this uh, this episode is dedicated to Lori. <laughs> and yeah. Meredith. Yeah. This one actually that's going to be the name of the podcast uh, or this episode is um jokes about my dead dead mom. Shout out Lori and Meredith. <laughs> <laughs> no one will get that. The title's going to be so long. It's going to like run off the. Yeah. Apple's going to be like Apple as they're like doing our podcast is going to send us a message like. Are you two okay? We just wanted to do a wellness check <laughs> yeah, on exactly. the co-host hey, of The Juice. really like your guys' podcast. Uh, your analytics are doing great. By the way, are you two all right? <laughs> they just send us an edible arrangement. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, listen, welcome <laughs> Thought to- you needed this. <laughs> That'd be dope, actually. We should uh, talk about our problems more often and see if we can yeah. get sent some merch. Shout out therapists everywhere. And also, one more thing. Last episode, uh, I was we were talking about Kong vs. Godzilla, and I said my friend- and I left him unnamed when talking about who was giving me some insight. His name's Cedric. I need to give him props. He gave me. Did he me... ask you to call him out? No, he just was. Uh, he was just like, bro, come on. You're not even going to drop me. So I was like, all right, I got you next one. Shout out Cedric. So, shout out Cedric. Shout out Cedric. Shout out Lori. Shout out Meredith. This episode has a lot of dedications. Yeah. And I got more. <sighs> it's just the beginning. Just Anyways, beginning. Marvel stuff. Yes. To round it out. Uh, kick us off. Okay. So here's my. So Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. trailer just dropped and i want to just start off by saying marvel are just the greatest of all time because if you would have told me uh in 2007 when iron man came out the first one they were going to do um just a multi-generational everybody's uh everybody can come to the table and have something to appreciate media experience i would have never believed you and they're mm-hmm. this ju- they're just the best at it seriously they're okay. so good at it 
And why I bring that up is because after this last set of movies, which you haven't seen, you need to see them. I've seen some. You haven't seen all all of them. No. Endgame is amazing. Yes. Still got to watch that. What Uh, happened to all those people? I'm dying to find out. Oh, my God. Sorry. I got myself into this. I got myself into this problem. I can't complain about it. Yes. Okay. So we'll go watch Endgame. Yes. She watched Infinity War and not Endgame. And here's the thing: is I I didn't even know she thought the people were still snapped. I was like, whatever happened to that other half of the population? Like, I feel like they just never addressed that. And you were like, it's called Endgame. Yeah, that's the second part of the movie. And so I'll watch that. I will. I promise. Okay. Anyway, so why I bring that all up is because after this last set of movies, so they had Phase One, Two, and Three, Mm -hmm. and Phase Three ended with Endgame. Okay. And I think Spider Man or whatever, and it was like that was kind of rounding out this this series of movies like this 11 years of movies it was rounding them out and now they're going into phase four with all these new movies and it's going to be like if all of that phase one two and three was a chapter they're going into a new chapter okay and so here's what i said and that's that encapsulates uh captain america or excuse me a uh, falcon and the winter soldier which this we're going to be part talking of about second chapter this is talking yeah the new phase okay the second chapter and it's WandaVision, WandaVision okay. yes. And here's what I was th- thinking. At the end of Endgame, I was like, there's no way they're going to be able to recreate the magic and create interest. There's no way that I'm going to be roped into all that. And I was dead wrong. I am really? so here for all of this. WandaVision was amazing. I haven't watched Captain America Winter Soldier. Sorry, I keep missing that up. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I haven't watched that yet, but we're going to watch it. Talk about it yes, next week. Yes, we will. And I'm so pumped for all of it. They, they're just the best. So Shang-Chi drops, and honestly, not even going into a nerd thing right away, but why it's so amazing is because, one, we get uh, a character, a main character, who is Asian, and we yeah. haven't had that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's, it's a weird thing to just, like, champion and celebrate because it's like, why haven't we had that already, you know? like why? Right. It's a weird thing to celebrate because yeah. it should be obvious. Yeah. Why has mm-hmm. our cast of characters, you know, all of the Avengers, primarily just been white people and i know all of these the answer to that is all of these characters were based off of comic book characters that were created in like the 70s so all of them are pretty much gonna be white and go figure that the first movie that has an asian lead is he's experienced in like kung fu and like martial arts a little bit stereotypical yeah wait so the 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 original comic of shang chi was a white man no, it, it was it was a Asian character, oh, okay. but like all all of the original Avengers. That's why like the main group of people are white is because all of the main characters that were like headlining in all the popular comics were white because they were created in the seventies. Got it. So that was just the okay. that was the forefront. Yeah. And honestly, and not to sidestep, but like Black Panther was like a, a comic book character that fought off like the KKK and stuff like that. So that's Get out. yeah. So it, that's where the roots are. I gotta say, story. Black Panther was my favorite of. It's amazing. Okay, might actually be top five favorite movies. Yeah, and my standard is, I don't even like what my favorite movie is. You've got mail, so like that. It's just like I just want you to know. Okay, that's our time, people. I'm out. No, no, no. I just want you to know, like that's normally my realm is like rom coms. Sure. I saw Black Panther, and I, I could not look away. And I have the attention span of a grasshopper. Mm. And I stay. I had to pee so bad, like three fourths of the way through, and I was like, I can't miss this. Yeah. So I risked. My own personal health to get through that movie. Like, I was obsessed. It was one of my favorite movies. Yeah. And they're doing a second one, right? They are. And it's super, I mean, it's really sad because obviously Chadwick Boseman's passed. And he was a phenomenal, phenomenal actor. Yeah. He was so good. Um, But yeah, Shang-Chi, I don't know the actor's name uh, yet because I haven't seen him in anything else. 
but uh, he looks incredible. The story looks incredible. It's a primarily Asian cast, okay. and all of the uh, like all of it coming together looks so good. And honestly, that's why I I feel like my main love for all this new Marvel stuff is like Wandavision and um, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And now Shang-Chi is like, they're giving a spotlight to the characters that don't typically get the spotlight. Like, obviously, Wanda, Wanda being a woman, she didn't really get her time in the in the spotlight in any of the movies. She, she got a little bit with a certain storylines, but not a ton. And with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, Falcon being Anthony Mackie, who's black, mm-hmm. got almost zero screen time in the Avengers movies. He had a little bit more in a pre- some other previous roles, or previous movies, but... Honestly, he didn't really get his time either. And now we're getting a whole movie dedicated to an Asian lead, which is mm-hmm. amazing, and awesome. an Asian cast, which is also just amazing. Like yeah. th- this diversity that is taking place and giving not only the diversity when it comes to ethnicity, but also giving the spotlight to um, lesser known characters yeah. is just so cool. Yeah. I really love that. Yeah, it's really cool to see, and I watched the trailer, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. That looks good. It looks like, it, and honestly, too, I was going to say, that it looks like a good movie. Yeah, yeah. To, and to me, that for me, that's really saying something. Like yeah. For Marvel, to get me to watch a Marvel movie is, it's like you got to do it, man. I know, and and now I know how important it is, and, and especially with what's yeah. going on. I do want to, I as the person in this conversation that is not the Marvel expert, sure. I am wondering... With what happened with so Disney owns Marvel, yeah, and and, and Star Wars, correct? Sure, yes. So, Not sure, yes. Yes, and so Disney, it's like Disney, and under that is Marvel and Star Wars. Yes, they're just a conglomerate at this point, right? And so what happened? Can we go back to you wrote an article yeah, on the juice about Star Wars and a little bit of a um, yeah debacle that happened, and could this be them trying to rectify? Their blunder. Uh, maybe, maybe. Truthfully, uh, do you want to explain a little bit about what? Yeah, you yeah. Wrote sorry. About? So in the in the article, uh, I talked about how John Boyega, who is a, uh, I said he was an African American, but that's not true. He is Nigerian. a uh, British Nigerian. Yeah. Uh, and well, at the end of the day, he's black. Yeah. And he was exceptionally marginalized in the Star Wars franchise. I won't go into all of it because it's a lot. But thejuiceedit.com. Yeah, go to the Juice Edit look up the article because i i'm really passionate about that topic like he was he was promised a lead role and ultimately didn't get it and the way that he ended up not getting it was just super egregious and not fair to him and he's an amazing actor uh so he deserved better and if you want me to be like a uh an optimist sure maybe they're trying to make a change i think a huge but this is me being like a realist is uh, one of the main reasons why he was marginalized is because of how poorly black lead characters do in China. Interesting. Yes. So Black Panther, we just talked about how great of a movie it was. It was did terribly in China. Wow. Terribly. Sorry, I just hit my mic out no, of you're shock. Good. Yeah, it, wow. it did terribly. So now uh, you have a an Asian, I don't know what... Uh, I don't know uh, what Asian descent this man is. Is it Chinese? Shang-Chi, is that Chinese? I don't know. I think. I'm going to look sure. that up really quick because I want to be correct. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, so it, this is me being a realist. I'm like, an Asian lead uh, in the Chinese market will do probably just fine. Like, And honestly, 
the the Chinese market I'm learning is like a huge factor for when making movies because like one of the reasons why we keep getting garbage Transformers movies is because they do so well in the Chinese market. So they'll come over to America and oh. they'll, they'll do mediocre, but they keep hitting up Michael Bay and being like, "Hey, bro, do you want to do this this Transformers movie?" He's like, "There's no way," and they're like, "We'll give you fourteen bajillion dollars." And they just make eight hundred bajillion dollars in China. They do well in, in China. China. Is that yeah. because the population is so high that the numbers just wreck us? Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I think that. I think I don't know that to be honest. I think that there's just two giants when it comes to like the movie market. There's the American mm-hmm. movie market because that's obviously where movies are made. Yeah, and that's like the land of the movies. Right. You know, Hollywood, blah blah yeah. blah. And then there's the Chinese market. And every and, and all of the movie discussions, it's both of those. Okay. And it is Chinese, by the way. I just looked it up. Yeah. Um, oh, Shang Chi is. Shang Chi is the son of uh Wen Wu, the leader of the Ten Rings, having been trained in the order. I think it's Zen Wu. Oh, Zen Wu? Zen Zhu, actually. Zen Zhu. Oh, W. Okay. So it's like it's like um I think it's Zen Zhu. If you really want me to nerd out, it's based off of a character called Fu Manchu. And they blended Fu Manchu and the Mandarin together to create Zen Zhu. Wait, what is Fu Manchu? Because that's in the Tim McGraw song. It's a beard style. Oh. Yeah. It's like a facial. It's a facial hair. Man, you're so good at singing. We're going to get copyrighted because you're singing this. And I love. No, I won't. But you guys know what I'm talking about if you're from the South. I always wonder what that was. On a bull named. He was like, on a bull named Fu Manchu. And I was like, the heck is that? Yeah, Fu Manchu is a. It's typically a beard style. Interesting. Okay. Anyways, you're welcome for that little ditty. Also, we're not going to get in trouble. Sorry, this is the last thing I'll say and then we can wrap up. But probably one of the most favorite things that I'm looking forward to is, did you watch the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans? Yes, I actually did. I preferred those. Oh, okay. No, that's great. I, I loved, I, I honestly think I love all of the Spider-Man movies that have come out even before the Marvel Universe, mm-hmm. except for The Amazing Spider-Man 2. That's, Who was that? That was the one with uh, Andrew Garfield. I don't like the Andrew Garfield one. The first one was okay. It wasn't bad. But the second one was just like, dude, what is happening? Yeah. And he was a tool. He was like, not Andrew Garfield, but in the movie, he was like a jerk. And I'm like, Spider-Man's not a jerk. What are you doing? Like he was a little bit sarcastic or passive aggressive. But even like his motives were uh-huh. like, oh, Spider-Man would not. Do- you're, you're like slinging this dude to the ceiling because like he made you mad or something and like. I That's don't know. The motive. whole thing, I'm like, you're not you're not Peter Parker. And he was like an emo urban outfitter boy. I'm like, yeah. That's not Peter Parker. What are you doing? <laughs> Glad you're not still upset about it. I am I'm triggered. I'm like, <laughs> no why bitterness. do you have a skateboard attached to your backpack? That is not Peter Parker. Stop it. <laughs> he didn't have the glasses. Or is that Clark Kent? That's Clark oh Kent. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. Yes, that's Look, Clark Kent. I'm sorry. But doesn't Peter Parker also have glasses? Uh, yeah, he does, but yeah. he, he can take them off once he gets bit by the spider. Right. So okay. anyway, sorry, Watch going back to, this is what's so crazy, and this is why, again, Marvel is just so dope. It's because back before, uh, so they have a joint, uh, they basically have like a joint custody of Spider-Man, so it's like half okay. Sony, half Marvel, and they just now got into agreements to where they can start doing movies together, and I think this is the last one. Hopefully it's not. Okay. Um, but back in the Tobey Maguire days, you had um, Willem Dafoe, who played the Green Goblin. Okay. And I can't remember who played... Uh, hold on. I'm going to look up his name. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Was uh, Kirsten Dunst in those? Yes. Oh, yes. Those were the ones I liked. Uh, sorry, hold on. What's his name? Uh, Alfred Alfred Molina. And played? 
He played Doc Ock. Okay. And so, did you see the second one? Yeah, I just don't know their actor names. But, yeah, no. Except Kirsten Dunst. And yeah, yeah, totally. I don't. I didn't even know Alfred Molina's name, but he's the guy who was the like had the robot yes. Doc Ock. Yes, okay, yes. you know. Wow, I cannot about. believe I remember all of this. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm actually really surprised. So check wow. this out. Both Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina have confirmed that their characters are going to be in this upcoming Spider-Man. Will they play them? Or yes. They... Oh, okay. Yes, so okay. they're playing them. And also, That's J.K. Cool. Simmons, who plays um, the guy who does, I want to say the Daily Bugle. I can't remember his name. Uh, Jameson. Jonah Jameson. Okay. Who He plays one of the guys in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2. So in this latest, in Spider-Man 2 Homecoming, or not Homecoming, Far From Home, is that Siri? It's sorry. Siri. Anyway, so in Far From Home, Spider-Man... Sorry, I'm building up something, I promise. Spider-Man is... Uh, he meets Jonah Jameson for the first time, and it's J.K. Simmons. And when everybody saw that, they were like, oh my God, that's Jonah Jameson from the Tommy McGuire days. So all it's of like this... It's a throwback. It's not a throwback. They think they're going to blend all the universes together. And so Tobey Maguire is going to come back as the original Spider-Man. Andrew Garfield's going to come in as a Spider-Man. And then you have, uh, what's his name? Tom Holland as the new version of Spider-Man because they think Doctor Strange is going to open up like this multi-dimensional thing and they're all going to come together on screen. Wait, but then what, please pardon my ignorance here. What other, what is that going to do to the Marvel Universe? Well, that's what they're, so this is what I think they're trying because to do. Because aren't they all in the same universe? N- no, not right now. Okay. Because in the Tobey Maguire days, it was the wild, wild west. There was no long-term vision. It was just going to be Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, and there was going to be a fourth one, but they canceled it. And But that's not with, like, Captain America no. and all, there are different no. worlds. The the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the uh-huh. MCU, was only starting to be a thing in 2007. They, they got together, they did Iron Man 1, and it's like, we have a plan. We're going somewhere. Got it. Yes. This but is, Tobey Maguire was, going. what, 2003 or something? S- something super really early. early. Super yeah. early. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think there was, oh, the X-Men. That's the, So both of those IPs are owned by Fox. Okay. So Or no, sorry. Spider-Man's owned by uh, Sony. X-Men's owned by Fox. And the same thing with Fantastic Four. They're owned by Fox, too. So everybody okay. was basically just doing their own thing with all these properties. And uh, and then Marvel got together and they took all of the people who they own. They're like, we're going to create a universe over 10 years or whatever. And now they're in negotiations and they're going to bring it all together in one universe wait so then like captain america and iron man and the hulk are going to be with spider-man well because there already is a current spider-man in the world it's tom holland oh okay okay but they think that they're going to try and make they're going to try and retcon the story to be like oh no there were different dimensions of spider-man because they've done that on screen before did you ever see the spider-man movie uh with um, no the animated one no okay no. it was so good oh the one where the weekend did that really cool song for it it was Post Malone. Post Malone, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And it was the little black kid, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sunflower. Sunflower, Sunflower yeah. So good. Yes. I actually did watch that beautiful film, by the way. I don't watch animated films. And I thought that was such a cute movie. Just uh, saying. Miles Morales. That's yeah. the kid's name. So anyway, yeah, sorry. I know I just nerded out. Wait, on so you. how are they gonna bring him into it if it's live action? Miles Morales? Yeah. He was already he was referenced in one of the Spider-Man movies. Did you did you watch Spider-Man Homecoming with Tom Holland? Mm-mm, I haven't seen any of the Tom Holland ones. Okay, it's really good. But at one point, you know who Donald Glover is? Mm-hmm. Childish Gambino? Childish Gambino, He yeah. plays a role in that movie, and he was like, oh, you're the Spider-Man. And he references his nephew. He's like, my nephew, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that's Miles Morales. 
So they're alluding to it. Marvel's so good at just planting Easter seeds. Easter egg. Yes, and they're like, oh, we're going to okay, come back and do it. interesting. Yep. I'm glad you know a lot about this because I'm very curious about it, but I'm too lazy yeah. to do the work. Okay. And so this but is- But we got to do it. I know. And you need to tell me what I need to watch. Oh my God, we're so overtime. <laughs> oh God. Okay. All right. Just, we'll talk about it afterwards about what I need to watch, but we okay. are watching uh, Winter Soldier. Falcon, Falcon and the Winter, and Winter Soldier, Soldier. And we'll be ready for next week. Yes. Yep. And if you have any other topics that you would like to hear us chat about in our next episode- just DM us at yeah. the Juice Edit on IG. We're here. We're ready to hear what you have to say. Hear your recommendations, and don't forget, leave a review on iTunes Please to get sent it. some sweet, sweet merch. One once in a lifetime opportunity, people. Truly, don't let it slip you by. And it costs you nothing. It costs you nothing but three seconds and five stars. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. All right. Sorry for going long today, everybody, but we love you, and we'll see you next time. See you next time.